Get ready to laugh out loud, wise and... No, Kelsey, you listen to me right now. How dare you not come support us at Chattacon when your own freaking husband is going to do his best performance ever, and you're not going to be there. All right. Get ready to laugh out loud, wise and nerdy, the show hosted by two hilarious dads who are bringing their unique blend of wit, wisdom, and nerdiness to the air. Oh, wait. It's because Kurt's not going to be there, right? Okay, I get it, Kelsey. Never mind. I understand fully. Get ready to laugh out loud, wise and nerdy, the show hosted by two hilarious dads who are bringing their unique blend of wit, wisdom, and nerdiness to the airwaves. From sharing hilarious anecdotes about their own experiences to giving advice on navigating the ups and downs of life, these two dads have got you covered. That's not all. They're also obsessed with all things nerdy. From comic books and sci-fi movies to video and board games. So whether you're a fellow dad, a pop culture fanatic, or just in need of a good laugh, tune in to Wise and Nerdy and join in the fun. Unless you're Mrs. R, then you don't have to go do anything, apparently. You don't want to do it. I don't understand. I don't get it. It's fine. You, you fine. know one thing about that intro? What? Sorry. Well, it's funny because it talks about pop culture, and uh, bad dad jokes are definitely part of pop nope. culture. Nope. <laughs> nope. Banned. Banned. Canceled. You are canceled. Sir, I hope you put on 400 pounds this year for that kind of crap, sir. I will on my back on a barbell. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, as we get started, let me just say, because I'll get into the show. We'll get going. I'll forget. Kudos to Kurt, because in all seriousness, uh, he's doing some videos at the gym and he just it's just the way the camera caught him, too. He's like he was he, he. I know he'll go, no, no, I'm not. But he was buff. He, he was like, he's getting some definition. Like, holy crap, son. Why? Just, just, I mean, I'm not going to tell you to stop because kudos to you. But the jealousy of me is, could you freaking stop for a second? Could you just be happy with being skinny? Do you have to be buff too? Uh, no stop until Travis Town. <laughs> oh, okay, so you're going to be crazy with conspiracy theories no, and all no, that? No, no, okay. no, I already told Travis I wasn't coming for him. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I don't, I that's that's a bit too far. But, but yeah, I just want to see what I can do. Let's see what happens. Uh, so, random kid, uh, we have a history together, the three of us, uh, with Giant Size Team Up Network, and it goes back almost a decade now, I think. And uh, Travis Jones is who we're speaking of, and he was a firefighter or retired firefighter now from Kentucky, who did uh, meatheads and movies and, and a number of other things. And he he's really entertaining, and he's he was that firefighter. He's a bro fighter, right? He was the the muscle bound conspiracy theory kind of. Lovely, lovely guy. I mean, really big heart would do anything for you, but he's a little crazy and he's a lot of buff. So, yeah, a lot of buff. <laughs> yeah, kind of. That guy, Travis, that guy who plays for Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, kind of, but uh, not quite. <laughs> um, all right, all right, all right. It's not what we call to talk about. We call to talk about a dad invention. Joe, if your wife can't be bothered to bring your kids to my show. <laughs> <laughs> good evening old man tup thank you for joining in and it's it's just in time for the question of the week what is it joe what's the question Shh. of the week uh how many streaming services is too many 
earlier today, I had re- recommended an anime to Kurt and it's not on any of his streaming services. And so it made me think, how many streaming services are you paying for? And do you think that's too many or do you think you should or do you think you have room to pick up some more? What do you guys think? To me, I think it's a, a deeper conversation, but I want to hear what uh, Kurt's got. Yeah, so um, right now I am at my limit for, for streaming services because it, it really is how many, how many shows or movies am I going to be active with at any given point? And so, you know, I, I go to Hulu every day. Like I've got some things that I watch on Hulu every day. Um, and yet, and yeah. yet you struggle to bring something I'm learning out about every freaking week. No, I actually had something this week, but that's okay. Yeah, um, finally. I can, How I can many hold, weeks it. Have you I can hold it to myself. <laughs> oh, no, your age is very difficult to hold it. Don't do that. You'll hurt your pride. Yeah. That's true. I'm going right now. Um, so, um, <laughs> so, but, you but know, he's so uh, dependable. Oh, yep. God. <laughs> <laughs> Please okay, carry continue. on, Kurt. No, no, I think you mean continue your stream of thought. <laughs> um, so, um, so yeah. So I uh, and I do uh, Disney Plus and Hulu are are two big ones for me. Although word is they're merging, but it doesn't matter because the price isn't going to go down. Well, yeah, because Disney has a two thirds share of Hulu and has they're for a while. Have, yeah, but it's well, it's worse than that. They've already with a beta started merging them. Okay, oh. okay, okay. Here's the details because I listen to the Daily Tech News show. One, uh, Disney owns more than two thirds and they're about to buy the rest legally from Comcast. So they're going to be a hundred percent owners. And the first check is already basically in the legal process has already been sent and cleared, giving them that permission to go ahead and start emerging. So they're bringing Hulu, they're getting rid of the Hulu app and bringing it into Disney plus itself. Right. Okay. I mean, they've, they've had it bundled for a long time. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, but but they've started incorporating the Hulu stuff into yeah. Disney Plus. Yes. yes, and vice versa. Okay, but does it change the price? That's my only question, Kirk. Because I'm not—I don't think I'm on the beta because it hasn't started showing up for me. Mm-hmm. Does it change the price? Because right now I don't pay for Hulu because I'm up mm-hmm. and down. I'll talk about that when I answer this question. But I would include Hulu if it's already in Disney Plus, personally. But you watch a lot of things on Hulu. What else? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're they're actually. Um, they they haven't changed the price yet, but it's looking. They Disney just had a jack of the of the price in December. They're once they fold it all in. The rumor, the current rumor, is that they are just going to give you no choice but the bundle, and it's just going to be one service. Yeah, honestly, as a business decision, that would make sense. Well, and given Disney Plus's content, plus. The day after shows from Hulu plus the sports from can, ESPN. Yeah, I don't care that much about that, but people right. do. But people, but people do. do. But people do, oh, yeah. and it it keeps yep. you mixing. But carry on. So I think I think that people are people are gonna gripe about it and pay for it. Yeah, and as from a business standpoint, putting out the cost of managing three different platforms versus one, and that's part of what I was actually listening to today. It's not today's episode. I'm always behind mm-hmm. on Daily Technique Show. But as a recent one, it's in the last week or two. Uh, they were talking about the platform. So Hulu was built long before Disney Plus was built. So it, was, it had a much simpler platform. It was it was definitely 
coded in different ways that it was a big gamble for Disney to even try to merge. But it's so far, technologically speaking, it is paying off. And it makes sense because uh, the guy that was talking about it, I, I'm sorry, I forget his name, wasn't one of the main hosts, it was one of the guests on the show, uh, was talking about how he doesn't watch Disney Plus all the time. He cancels it a lot because there's just not enough there. So he'll get it, watch his show, cancel it, right? But Hulu, like yourself, Kurt, you said you watch a couple of shows every day. He watches Hulu all the time. So now mm -hmm. it's together. Okay, it makes sense for him just to have it. And okay, he'll check out some Disney stuff. But he's there for the Hulu. Same for the sports people. The sports people might then check out the Avengers or you know, vice versa. Me, I'm the opposite. I have, always have Disney Plus in my house because <clears throat> there's almost always something. Granted, I've got four kids and a wife. Right. Yep. Uh, as opposed to, you know, you've got your wife in your house and then Joe, you've got the little ones. So we all have different stages of where we're entertaining people. And so I always have Disney plus cause I like it, but the kids will always find something there. My wife loves showing them the old Disney movies, those kind of things. Uh, but Hulu, not so much. My kids yeah. were, my older two were watching some anime on it. And I told them, well, y'all can pay for it or just get over it because I just, at one point in time, I lived on Hulu and mm -hmm. I just don't anymore. And, I, I've canceled it. I brought it back for a show, watched a few extra things. It just didn't keep me canceled it. But now if it's in the bundle, I do it. Now the real question, well, I, I'll talk about. It. So for me, what's too much? It just, I think it falls into what you're saying, Kurt. It's about what you watch and what's mm -hmm. capturing you. My wife likes stars for one show. Stars has um, Outlander on it. Right. And yeah. there's some other historical things that she'll watch, but that was her big pull. So when yeah. Outlander's over, we go, okay, let's cancel it until Outlander comes back because right. you don't really care. And that's what the biggest thing between Days of Cable, even though this is kind of dangerously getting too near that idea of Cable, right? Where, well, if you want eight, all these other shows, you know, you want uh, what for all the different packages. Yeah. It's like, well, you want the basic channels, but you want, for me, it's always like BBC, Comedy Channel, and MTV, or the three I want because I wanted to watch uh, comedies across all of them. Really, because mm -hmm. MTV had ridiculousness on the Rob Deerdeck stuff. Of course, Comedy Central is Comedy Central. And then BBC has a lot of the English comedies I like to watch. But there were three different packages, and I couldn't just pick. We are able to pick, but this merging, now they already owned them, and that, to me, is a difference. They already owned majority of Hulu. They owned all of ESPN. They owned all of Disney uh, content. It makes sense for me to do that. Now, if we start seeing, say, Netflix fail. Or we start seeing Apple TV fail, and then it starts going. Now, like, ah, you got to stop. You got to stop. You can't put them all in one bundle because now we're going back to cable. And we know with cable, it wasn't one company that owned everything, but it was a conglomerate where they worked together to have the laws and say, oh, no, we kind of own everything. You have to go our way. And that's the bad day. But for everybody else, um, it is what you do. Now, Netflix is my go-to. I, mm -hmm. I have loved Netflix since the day they put out discs. Uh, when Blockbuster stepped up and we're doing not the mail discs, that just wasn't as good as Netflix, but they did the membership that you could bring in the mail discs and trade them in that day and get a movie that day while it mailed you something else. And then you could have up to so many per week. That's when I left Netflix for a little time, but then Blockbuster failed. Uh, Random Kid says here that I heard most streaming services lose money. Netflix might be the only profitable one. I'm not I'm not sure Netflix is possible uh, profitable yet. But what do you think, Joe? I, I heard that as well, actually. Um, okay. From Linus, uh, Linus Tech Tips was talking about it. Um, and now, I so, agree yeah. that most all, if not all, streaming services are losing money right now. But Netflix has been at it a lot longer than anybody else. So what did Linus say? 
Yeah, basically that's that's what he covered. That um, a lot of people are losing money. Um, and actually, it might have been the same area where I heard that Warner Brothers is talking about merging with Paramount um, uh, because they mentioned that was it? I think it was Warner Brothers is forty billion dollars in the hole. Well, and that's part of the reason why they've been moved. So Warner Brothers has been moving stuff over to Netflix. Like, yeah. like a lot of the get, DC. See, that's the thing. You make more Netflix money licensing now. than you do running your own service. That's why Disney has started licensing stuff again. That's why Sega is not them. making a new console. Because Sega is a highly profitable company because all they make is games and put them out on all the platforms. Right. Yeah, because the consoles themselves... As far as console game, I know that that's not what we're here to talk about. Just now, but but, yeah. but consoles themselves are not profitable. They make all their profit off their games, and right. and really never have been. I mean, you know, it's all, they've always been yeah. lost leaders. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. I, I mean, if you look at the hardware itself, it makes sense that they're not they're not profitable. Right. The consoles. Right. Uh, <laughs> so, so anyway, back to back to the, the streaming services. Um, so interestingly enough that you mentioned merging with Paramount, because I would find that, see, Paramount's Viacom, right? So I know for a fact the MTV app is going away at the end of this month because it tells us that every time we open it up because right now uh, my wife and daughter are watching RuPaul's Drag Race on there. Uh, I canceled Paramount Plus as well. Liked it. I really did like it. It just wasn't enough for me to go back at least, I have to hit it at least once a week. Right in in my busy life and my Diablo Four life and everything else I'm watching, <laughs> right? I have to go back at least once a week, and I just wasn't. The Star Trek stuff is what brought me, but it didn't keep me. And I, I'll tell you this: these it doesn't matter what Warner Brothers and Paramount do if they do not keep up today. That's the biggest thing Hulu has. Hulu is next day TV. That's their yep. thing. Right, that's what keeps them right up there with Netflix. Is Netflix is streaming movies and original content and all this. Now Hulu has original content. Don't get me wrong, but the two differences were Netflix is your steady go-to. Hulu is, hey, I don't have to have cable. I can watch this tomorrow, and that's exactly what I did for a while. Those are two great things, but Paramount Plus, I went there for one reason to start with. Well, two. I'll tell you two because I knew the Star Trek stuff was there, and I wanted to see at the time. Is Star Trek Discovery was a whole new one whole season was out, and Picard was about to come out at the time. And like, okay, what else is there? And that's when I found ridiculousness. Now I'd watched it when I had cable many, many years. My wife and I loved it. We found a way when we had uh, satellite service and stuff, we could stream it on the computer directly from their site, and that kind of thing. It's ten years old. They are currently. Putting out episodes right now, but on Paramount Plus, you're getting stuff that's 10 years old. That cannot stand. You will not make any progress in in this streaming battle if you don't get your crap up to date. Well, it's their it's their thing about, you know, if it's not Star Trek, um, then it has to be a new series or a new movie. Otherwise, we're not going to bother. Um, and maybe that's and, why and, they're know, failing. And I got I got rid of Paramount Plus after I got caught up on all the Star Trek stuff. So I got all caught up. I actually did watch a couple of new shows, which I thought were great. I think Tulsa King was one of them. I, yeah, and, yeah. You know, and 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 I love those shows. But then I had to make a decision on costs, and just said, "Well, you know what? I can go back to Paramount Plus later and get caught up on whatever I'm missing right now." I should probably watch more Paramount Plus before we lose it because we we bought um, 
the Walmart, Walmart plus. plus for like it was half off for so it was like 50 bucks for a year and it came with Paramount Plus. And so I should probably hurry up and but, binge some well, stuff on there. Should you? Or is it telling you that, hey, you really didn't care in the first place? Because it didn't grab you. Because I guarantee you, when it was new, you and Kelsey went through it and go, oh, what are we going to watch? What are we going to check out? And yet here you are going, eh, I haven't really watched it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I watched, really, I watched the Halo series and it was meh. And I watched a couple other things on there. But yeah. For people who haven't, haven't played the games or watched or read the books, the the Halo the Halo series was probably all right because I, at least yeah. I know I know that because yes. my my mother in law she's never played the games never read the books and she actually liked the Halo series. Oh. Um, but anyone who is even a little bit familiar with the lore behind it is going to watch it and be like, "That's not Halo. That's that's a, a sci fi story in the skin of Halo." It was cool to see the characters in real life. It was interesting to know where they pulled some of the ideas from the games. Like I forget the name of that game, that Halo, but it is it's the one where you're not Master Chief. There was a game where you were the, the strike squad. Uh so they uh, pulled ODST. From ODST, thank you. They pulled from ODST some to pull, but they also obviously brought Master Chief in because you can't do a show. But yeah, I agree with you. It was like I mean, my son they, was they, wanting to watch. They it did so a Halo bad. movie without Master Chief. That was good too. Um, yeah, the one, the one with the, the kids, the the, girl the, from uh, Narnia. I don't remember the actors and actresses, but the one where they're the cadets or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On, yeah. They're the cadets on Reach when Reach yeah. is taken mm-hmm. over by the Covenant. Yep, yep. Yeah, it, it, it was. Good. Um, but that's, I mean, that's the thing with Paramount Plus is you're half button it here. I know because I say the other word, Joe's gonna like bloop and get on to me, and I, you know, I don't. I can only have so many bleeps <laughs> in my contract. Um, but uh, they're. Keep in mind, Paramount well, Plus is CBS. Plus CBS has never given a, a crap. CBS just rehashes the same shows constantly with a new name and a new cast. Are they the ones that did NCIS? Yep. And they have like a million different versions of it? CSI okay. all over the world. Yep. NCIS, SWAT in three different places, I think. Uh, Hawaii Five O, and... Yeah, I mean, it's all these crime procedurals. The rookie, of, I think. No, that's the ABC. Rookie ABC, ABC. Rookie. Okay. And, okay. and don't you be talking crap exactly. You shut your mouth yeah. about Nathan Fillion, I, sir. I, I've watched the rookie. I like it. I didn't it's like. Good. I didn't care for the spinoff, but I like the rookie. Spin-off? Oh, I actually like it. What's the spinoff? Yeah, the the spinoff is with the Nisi Nash with the federal um, agent that shows up in a couple oh, of episodes. Oh, I thought they might R- spin that rookie off. FBI. I did see a commercial for that. I never. I haven't. Check it's out. fun. I like it, but um, yeah. Um, oh, just um, the 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 just because I have a question about the Halo thing because I haven't watched it. Um, do they even give a crap about put, giving a nod towards red versus blue? Nope. Nope. Then then leave them. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this last comment before we, we move on to the actual show. A uh, random kid says, I would watch more Hulu if it didn't have ads, but I don't want to pay for the ad free version. I get the ad version of my cell phone. I mean, I think that's more of a statement of fact. And because it, it sounds like it's going to be a complaint, but it's like, because if you're complaining, you know, just, but here's the thing. And I kind of get it, but I kind of don't. I paid for the ad free version for a very long time. And stuff like Marvel's Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. 
was it ad free? They they would do like 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 Peacock and other places do movies. I think I think most people do the movies now this way with ads instead of cutting them up like Tubi. I mean Tubi's just cut them up like it's TV, but they would play a commercial at the beginning that was like a minute and a half, two minutes long. Then you got the show ad free without any interruptions. Um, and, and yeah, there's that. Bottom- I'd be okay with that. I don't well, like getting interrupted all the time. So yeah. here's the thing. I buy Hulu with the, with, with, uh, it's supposed to be ad free, right? Right. But I also have the live TV add on. Cause my wife insists on having live TV for some God awful reason. Um, okay. which gives you ads even on the programs that you've recorded oh. or because does it act like actually live TV where they don't even touch it? It's just a straight broadcast of whatever that it, channel is sort of. Yes. So, okay. so here's the thing. Uh, if I'm watching, um, let's, uh, Oh, uh, there was a new season of kitchen nightmares because of the writer's strike. Right. Yeah. So I was watching kitchen nightmares. It shows up on broadcast TV. If you watched it live that the night before, you could watch it. Okay. But it would also show also show up on Hulu next day, like Hulu, right? Like regular Hulu. Yeah. Because I have live TV, it gives me the ad version. Even though you're watching the next even, day. For- and even though I paid for the ad free. Yeah. So so guess who's probably gonna give up ad free? Because I'm not seeing an advantage. I, you know, well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing too. And, and they're not charging that. And that's my thing is what I'll tell you my winner in the game right now, Peacock all day long because they get, and I get that, but it's super cheap. It's one of the cheapest out there. The ads are very short and to the point. And the content is, I mean, they just keep, for me, they just keep, now I'm a huge uh, Bravo fan in the sense of the Blow Deck series. I watch all the Blow Decks and and love that stuff. Uh, They get movies very fast. Uh, I think that's where I saw the Super Mario Brothers movie. I didn't watch yep. it yet uh, because it's just not quite my thing. Well, and now it's on Netflix. Well, no, I saw that yeah, one. Yeah, I saw that one. Place, but like yeah. uh, Five Nights at Freddy's dropped really fast. I mean, yep. Peacock is, I know that's NBC. Um, who's NBC's yeah. parents? Universal. Universal, thank you. Yep. And they are killing it as far as hitting different notes on let's right. get this TV out there and let's, let's work with. And I, I don't know about the life. I don't do any live right, TV right. paying. For well, it. again, I wouldn't, except my wife wants it. So, so sure. it's, it's so I'm kind of stuck between a rock and an ard place. <laughs> Roll that dice. As Joe rolls the dice, I want to give this quote by Tales by Bob. Tells by Bob wrote us and says, I just listened to the episode where y'all talk about how many first dates Joe went on. I got your back, Joe. Divorced once, probably at least 30 first dates, acquired a stalker, and have enough terrible dating stories I could write a book about them. Ha ha! My love life was a dumpster fire until I met my now wife. Ha ha! I don't know why he had a ha ha second dive. And now I'm a stepdad to a gloriously nerdy kiddo who's trying to enter a goth phase. Ha ha. <laughs> I just read it. It's written. Uh, well, good for you, Bob. Um, but uh, uh, not the same. Joe didn't make mistakes and then have to go in 51st states to figure it out. Joe was just. <laughs> mm. So what was the category? I'm sorry. What is it, Joe? <laughs> what are you nerding out about now? All right, Kurt, you said you had one tonight. What you got for us, baby boy? Um, you know, unfortunately, it's it's uh, under Tell Me a Story as well. But um, 
I binged all five episodes of Echo. All right, hit us with your your unspoilers um, because hey, everybody, guess what? If you want his spoiler oh, filled thoughts, even realize it was out. <laughs> shut your hole. Uh, if you want Kurt's spoil spoiler filled thoughts, you go to this week in the MCU, and him and Sim Raven do a great job in breaking down the episodes and talking about everything. So, what's your what's your hot take? My hot take is that it's very good. Very, very good. Um, it's it's the first uh, series being released under the um, Marvel Spotlight banner. And Spotlight's supposed to be street level and character based um, more than anything else. And it really, it really, really is. Um, does she have powers? Yes. But they delve into why and where they came from. And this is all like very much uh native american yeah. uh choctaw nation um with their collaboration and and which they also did i think it was the mohawk nation for what if uh for I the new character yet so I they mean, introduced a new character okay yeah so um and i would say uh, since she's like a b or even c level character most people don't know about her and I, don't, right. I don't think she had powers in the comics if i remember what you told me she, she did she, she did. did okay i can't remember yeah so i'm just saying if they wanted to change things they could but apparently oh, they and, and they, i think they have i think they have okay. they it's not clear that her powers are exactly the same as in the comics and that's okay uh because you know there's they can take liberties particularly on lesser known characters right like master chief absolutely uh, i mean that's what they did with the guardians of the galaxy they took a lot a lot of oh liberties. yeah i went back and read a lot of the stories and they were good liberties though they were really good liberties because there was a lot of good pieces in the way the comic was written for uh, guardians of the galaxy that that i thought they did better with the, the tv series or i'm sorry the movie series um but joe uh, one of the special things they are doing with echo with this disney's been doing that week to week drip on every show because of course you need to stretch out people's interest to keep them paying the money. They dropped all of them at one time. Five episodes oh, done. Okay. And they, part of it was probably because of, of different shooting schedule issues that they had that delayed the release. And then uh, they did another delay after they got the Fox universe coming in. They changed. Cause she, this was film, man. When did I film this? Two years like two ago. Years ago, yeah. Yeah, I'll talk. I'll talk about my part of that in later. But yeah, like two years ago, and it was supposed to be dropping like that fall, and then it got bumped, and then the writer strike, and it got bumped again. So I think it's probably probably played the decision of let's drop all five at once. Did you have a line? Let's get to story time in a minute. Let's just, <laughs> okay. just shut your hole. All right. Yeah. No, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, well, and and honestly, when your old butt out of so when when I saw the show notes. I thought we were just going to talk about Echo. I forgot about the other thing. So, um, so yeah, it delved more into uh, Maya and her background and her family's lineage. And, and then um, a spoiler, which if you've seen any of the commercials, Kingpin's around. Um, well, and he was in Hawkeye too, which is where Echo was. That's where Echo and here was our Kurt. You and I were doing, and Sim were doing uh, from the helicarrier at the time, and yeah. we all theorized like, "Look, they don't show the body, and in the Marvel world, even with a body, bodies dead people come back, but you don't show the body." Oh, Kingpin, oh, yeah. he survives a lot. And the first thing my yeah. wife asked, because you're right, in the what we know, Kingpin is going to be in the new Daredevil series is coming, mm -hmm. right? We already knew that. So my wife's like, "Hey, 
can can he be killed? Like technically, yes, he's not a superhero. He's just a really smart <laughs> and strong bad guy. <laughs> but I mean, and all honestly, humans can get. It depends on how they play it, but I mean, the skull's a thing. Blah blah. Just because you get shot in the eye doesn't mean you're dead necessarily. Right. Right. Uh, so anyway, um, yeah, he, he's there, and it's an interesting thing. Um, what about you, Joe? Ah, uh, yes, I have been nerding about nerding out about your boy Kong Ming. Um, it, it was a civilian or, or Devo side. I think it was civilian that kept recommending your boy Kong Ming. Uh, and so I finally watched it this past week. And I got to say, I liked it quite a bit. Uh, it's only like 12 episodes long, but it, it was a lot of fun. Uh, so the, the premise behind it is the main character, Kong Ming, he is from feudal China during the Thor, the three, during three the Thor kingdoms, era. Yeah. Three kingdoms warring area. Whatever. He, he was a brilliant military strategist. Okay. And his dying wish to, was to be reborn in a peaceful time. And so he gets reborn on Halloween night. So at first he thinks he's in hell because everybody's dressed up and, and he's at this, uh, he, he ends up in this, um, in this club where they're just playing. So he doesn't get like, reborn as a baby. He gets, no, no, he, he looks like himself. He, so, he looks okay. Yeah. So he, he's more or less re brought back and reincarnated or what? Well, yeah. All right. I got you. So, so anyway, so he he thinks he's in hell. There's there's this this, you know, heavy metal EDM type music playing. And and then he hears this this woman singing this this teenager singing. And he's like, wow, that's an angelic voice for for being in hell. Anthony V. Feel bad for the mom. Big kid birth. <laughs> <laughs> and and so um yeah, so he ends up pledging to help this this girl whose voice has moved him with any goal that she wants to obtain. He says, I am your strategist. And so it's it's an interesting story, and I, I ended up really liking it. Is it live action or anime or anime? It's anime. Okay. It's anime. Right. Yeah. So sounds yeah, interesting. It, it was it was it was a lot of fun. So yep, Yaboi Kong Ming. Awesome. Um, thanks for asking. I've been nerding out about Chattacon. <laughs> oh, we don't. Um, we, no, not, we not, yeah, it's so far. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's good. It's good. It's fine. Um, because uh, not only are Joe and I doing, of course, uh, a wise and nerdy with a guest, uh, Tales by Bob. Bob's going to be on with us as a guest. He's a professional there uh, doing a couple panels, and he wanted to uh, sit with us as a nerdy stepdad. And so we're going to play with him there. I get to do Finding the Stories live uh, tomorrow night at Shadowcon. Or as of this recording, is tomorrow night. And I get to sit down with Robin, I mean, I'm sorry, Mary Robinette Cowell. Cowell? Cowell. And she. You probably uh, know that ahead of time. <laughs> Check on the Wikipedia page, see how it's pronounced. Nope. I, so here's the thing I went and uh, she is very prolific in the podcasting world. Like she will do, well, she does uh, narration. So she has a very nice mic set up, very good. So she reads her own books, plus she does some paid work to read other people's books. She's a professional puppeteer and she was uh, on one of my favorite kids' shows, Lazy Town. Uh, she was uh, the hands of one of the puppets of Lazy Town. And uh, yeah, that's fine. It's one of the things that either you know the meme 
Uh, because uh, Robbie Rotten, I uh, can't remember the actor's name, but when he was dying with cancer, the world kind of went, oh, Robbie Rotten's dying. But the, anyway, if you didn't have kids, you probably missed yeah. it. And that's okay. But it really is one of the most fantastic children's <laughs> shows out there made from in Iceland. And I mean, hmm. I, I really only great. know the one clip from it. Yeah. Uh, I, the, dude, the your one kids, song, you and the your villain kid, yeah. song. Oh, uh, there's so many good songs in it, though. There's so, oh, look, Joe, seriously, anybody with kids under 10, maybe a little older, depending on your kids' uh, desires and likes and whatever, find it. YouTube, uh, we used to watch it on PBS Kids. I don't know if they still have the rights to it, but it it's from an adult standpoint, from a kid's point, it's phenomenal. It's all about sports huh. and activity, and they call fruit sports candy. And anybody who's growing, there's there's a grumpy character, and they they. I mean, it, it's just everybody's smart, no dumb adults, which I always hate. It's just a great show. Anyway, she was a professional puppeteer on that show, so she's got puppeteering behind her. She has a lot of good uh, books out there, and many different, uh, a few different genres. Uh, very much nerd woman, right? Uh, her her current series is. Uh, uh, the Lady Astronaut Club, and it's set. The first book uh, is set in the fifties, and all all this stuff. All this stuff is like alternate history and and lady nerd stuff, and it, it sounds really good. I didn't have time to read her books because I'm busy working, but I could listen to the. I think I randomly picked six or seven episodes, guest episodes she did where she's interviewed from a bunch of different podcasts. So well spoken, so easy to talk to. Yes, Joe, I read books. You. <laughs> Fart face. Uh, hey, come on, come on, come on. Don't, don't give him an hard time. <laughs> so I'm nerding out about the fact that I get to sit down and do... This will actually be the first Finding the Stories recording I've done since Dragon Con. So I did the, the three live recordings at Dragon Con, and I'll be doing it at Con tomorrow night, and I'm very much uh, nerding out about that, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And then Joe and I are going to have so much fun on Saturday when uh, he brings his kids to the conference, and they get to do live oh. Charles. And I'll be able. I'm looking so much forward to them doing that at the show for us. It's great. So roll that dice. Daddy, can you tell me a story? Hey, good transition, kid. I am so looking forward to you saying that again on Saturday at 4 p.m. Man, you're gonna be great. Love you. All right, so. Mine is a story time, and it is about Echo. So I do background work. Uh, on when, well, I used to, and I've been very busy with this company. I've made success is its own beast, right? We, I've made this company fairly successful. Don't have a lot of time. But my kids and I all do or have done background work, uh, being in TV shows and, and movies and whatnot. And we've done a number of, of things for Disney and Marvel, rather specifically. And I uh, got hired for echo and my kids got hired for a different scene both of them happened in the first two episodes mm -hmm. so if you go back kurt and you watch episode one and they're doing uh, very early on in the show they're doing the roller skating rink where she yep uh, she comes in right uh my wife put on facebook you can just go see uh you you can find uh, aaron mcfall on facebook and you can see the pictures there um because we freeze framed it and took the picture and whatever but zoe's back when she had hair now her hair had a shave well she's growing it back now but it's been shaved for a little while but uh, she was one of the camp kids doing the skating, as was Ryland, and as was my oldest daughter, Crosby. But she was one of the teenagers uh, uh, off in the booth or whatever. In that scene, three kids, we shot all day for two days. Two days. We got paid, We and we were, they were active. They were constantly working and doing their thing. Out of all of that, Zoe made the cut 
for like 10 seconds. Very good, clear picture of her. <laughs> and there's one, you know, that might be Rollins in the background in one scene. You never see Crosby. They 100% cut any angles out that, that her and a bunch, a bunch of people were in, got cut out. And I'm like, oh, man. And I was talking about, man, that was really wasteful. I mean, I'm telling you, we shot and we shot and we shot. And we came back the next day and we shot, we shot. And they kept doing different things with this all. They, they spent two full days of paying people to work to cut out 90% of it. Was what they ended up doing. And that was surprising. But then I got the big role, right? I literally got cast as the engineer and it, it, training engineer. And it was a t- uh, two day shoot for me as well. And, um, well, three days. So two day shoot, but I had to go in and got paid for doing a, um, they got my costume done and everything else and took the pictures and sent it to the, the production people, blah, blah, blah. So I got one day of prep and then two days of, of shooting. And, uh, first day we go in and for the first hour, they're like, all right, we're going to use these people. We're going to do some establishing shots. Cool. And then, so I just chilled for an hour. Then after that, we went and worked for two or three hours, just shot over and over again. And so in the second episode, Kurt, there's a scene with a, uh, a curly haired lady with glasses, the assistant, right? And, um, I'm bad with the character names, but the, the leader of the Choctaw nation, because um, yep. wheeling up in trucks after the big thing happens, I don't. If nobody's saying, I want to spoil. But the first big thing with Echo happens with the train. Yep. And he comes burning up in his truck, right? So that scene was very much uh, me and this one other guy. We're walking with her and talking, and she's telling us stuff and this and that. And she's talking to me, and I don't have a line, like I don't get to say thing, but we are designed to interact specifically and we're interacting. And then, you know, she gives me my orders. I go off in the distance, this and the other. We did it. We did it. We did it. We did it. And then they, okay, cut. You know, we're going to go set up some other stuff. We're going to do some other stuff. So all of us that were doing those scenes sat and waited for a few hours. Then we went back and they were doing this big, huge crane shot, which ended up being the water tower binocular thing. Um, and so I knew where I was in that. And I knew why I wasn't in that scene, but it's like, okay, that's that shot. This and that and the other came back for day two shot more and more. Now we're shooting stuff where they're investigating what's going on. He's talking to her at the trailer and, and all, there's a ton of us standing around. Like everybody's going, what's going on. I mean, like this big investigation thing and we're doing it. We're doing it, doing it. Then yeah, I mean, <laughs> Charles is getting that uh, Marvel money, dollar dollar bills, y'all. <laughs> I, I will. <laughs> and then he also says, Randall Kill said, you had to get the big roll. You're too tall. <laughs> uh, and yes, yes, my kids and I, we all, you all get paid. You get paid no matter what they do with the show. You get paid for being there, hundred percent. And it's a fit. As you rate. should. As you yeah, should. As you should. You did, you did the work. work. Exactly. Um, so we shoot that half of that day, and it's getting towards night. And they're like, okay, you, and they are striking set already. And every other extra. So here's the thing about acting and all this stuff. Even if you have a line, if you're not a primary or basically an agent negotiated role of somehow, you're an extra. You can be a regular extra with lines and a known character, but you're still an extra. So it's just a term, right? So there are extras that just walk in the background or eat a lunch at the table. And then there's extras like I was doing where you interact. And then there's the next level up where you get lines and you, you, are in the show for sure, blah, blah, blah. Um, obviously, I was not on that part. So, all right, we strike the set, right? And we're finishing up, and we go back to the tent, and they're like, all right. And they're rushing me, like, here, here's your new outfit. Go change. And then they're taking these, this really cool effect stuff and just really dirtying everything. My car, 
Dude, my car had this charcoal dust that made it look nasty in it for so long because I got had to get dirtied up because I had to drive to the other set uh, while they were still breaking out everything else. And so, yeah, I, anyway. So I get to the next set where they're shooting the train scene, Kurt, where she's doing her thing and, and there's some open things. And, you know, her, her I don't think it's spoilerly to say her leg got stuck. In the train no. cars. So it's that I mean, scene. It, it might be, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter. It's yeah. a very yeah. minimal thing. It, right. it, it, yeah. Uh, so they're doing that scene, and it's really cool to watch. And I've been dying to talk about it. I think I took. I think I texted you a little bit from the set, Kurt. Like, I look. I'm looking at the train cars. I can see her symbol spray painted on it. I can see it's, a, it's a really cool. You know, because you're not. Some, you can't look. Disney is super strict about phones. They're like, you can't take pictures. You can't do stuff. But because this set was different and. It all depends on the level of extras, how many extras are there. When it's a manageable number of extras, they'll let us have our phones with a little. It's an Agents of Seal, uh, Agents of Shield symbol that go. That's a red. It goes over and blocks your cameras. It's kind of cool. I mean, if it wasn't just dumb tape, I'd keep it as a souvenir. Like, look, it's Agents of Shield, but it really is just to block your cameras. And so I'm, I'm texting <laughs> Kurt. I'm trying to really. I never want to be blacklisted, right? I want that opportunity to keep working with Marvel and Disney. Uh, so I behave. I was texting Kurt because I was just nerding out a little bit. That scene, by the way, Kurt. No train moved at all. They had oh. these amazing. I know, I know, but it's watching yeah. the scene back in the show in episode two. This is episode two, right? Watching the scene, they do such a good job. These things were 30 foot tall blue screens everywhere, tons of lights and hurricane level fans and these amazing movers. It was just so amazing to watch how, you know, you know the rehearsals, rehearsals, the extras. And then she did it and did her thing. And then to watch out played back. It's like that, that, it was really amazing. So I sat there all night watching. Now I'm there for a reason. I am supposed to be driving the train. I'm the conductor. That's what I engineer. thought. That's yes. what I thought too. All right. I'm the engineer. I'm supposed to be driving the train. There's going to be these shots. Now they were going to position me in a spot where obviously the camera's getting me and I'm doing the thing, but the real engineer's like down below. And I mean, it's going to be real moving trains is how we're going to shoot this thing. And so I'll have to check it on me. You're doing okay. You know, you know, here's some, make sure you get some more food, everything. And they, all right, next thing, next thing, next thing. Now keep in mind, this is right. Literally. I was booked for two days. It was a Thursday. I think it was a Wednesday and a Thursday. I was booked for Friday morning at like 7am. My wife and I were getting on a plane to fly to Rhode Island for a weekend getaway. We're going to go surprise Hugh and spend time exploring Rhode Island. And all that. that was that time, Kurt. Yeah. Um, and Kurt knows because Kurt was going to come and meet me. We're going to go see Doctor Who uh, Madness. Right. Uh, uh, Multitude Doctor Madness. Doctor Who Madness. Doctor Who Madness. Doctor Who Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. Uh, Doctor Strange. Thank you, Kurt. But it didn't no, work it's okay. out. Okay. There's a lot of doctors. It's our. Benedict Cumberbatch. Crazy. All right. Benedict Cumberbatch is the next Doctor Who. Oh, look, random saying? kid. Get yeah. out of here with this stuff. Mm. All right. So um, <laughs> now I'm literally only booked for two days. And then I get a text before I go to the other set that says, hey, your call time for tomorrow is this time at this thing. And I went, oh, I don't have a call time for tomorrow. I mean, I've had this trip booked for a long time. And I paid for the hotel, I paid for the flights, none of us. And the only reason I accepted the job was because it was specifically these days before I was leaving, it worked out. So I went to the the AD, the assistant director, and was talking to him and like, yeah, it's no work. So I was like, look, I don't want to be blacklisted. I mean, if I if I really have to, I might be able to put you know, change my flight, but it's it's 
this wasn't the deal and I want to be flexible on it. And like, no, no, there's no problem. We'll, we're, we already got you filming tonight. We'll probably be fine. So, okay. By the way, I was on set at like eight, nine AM in the morning, starting that day for both days. And that was like an hour away. So now I'm on set all night. They're shooting a train, shooting a train, shooting a train. It's midnight and I'm exhausted. And they go, all right, that's a wrap. I'm like, what? What do you mean? That's a wrap. I've been sitting here for like seven hours watching you film this thing, being treated like a king and getting paid along with a number of other people that were, I mean, some of the other people were full suited up and like, uh, uh, okay. So Kurt, you see the train come around and there's armed guards. Yeah. There was a, like three or four of them that never left the tent that night, you know, as we're Uh sitting there. Um, obviously they did shoot something because there's a few little establishing shots with them. So, I'm like, what do you mean? I was like, and the guy's like, yeah, I'm sorry. It's a wrap. That's how it goes sometimes. And we go back to the main set. And and I was like, I'm sorry. I can't come back tomorrow. He said, no, we understand. It's all good. And I'm just thinking, because there's one other guy who's kind of arrogant on set. And he was like, he was like, I'm the conductor. And they had to go, no, you're not. That guy's the conductor. (laughs) You're just an extra. And I'm thinking to myself, you better not replace me with him. I'm going to be pissed. Get to the episode. Right, so okay, we see my daughter in the first episode. Cool, my other two kids got cut out. It sucks, it because it's long days of shooting. That's the business, but it sucks. Watching that episode, and here's the establishing shot with the binocular. Okay, cool. I know exactly where I'm sitting. I understand exactly why I'm not in that scene. But it was just a huge long distance. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Cut to the truck comes wheeling up, sliding in, and I'm like, I'm not standing there. Where am I? That this is not the scene. I literally out loud. I couldn't help it. I literally out loud. This is not the scene. This is not the scene. They didn't use anything that they paid me for. They okay. didn't use a single freaking thing except, except as as they walk up towards the camera and they're talking, and then it shoots to him going. Um, the line is that he says is uh, don't worry about crap rolling downhill. It won't land on you. It'll land on me. And then he leaves, and right before the scene cuts, there's a big blue blur behind him, and that's me. <laughs> <laughs> now, keep in mind, I, I still, I'm still pissed. I, I'm just that ego guy. I'm still pissed. But there was a lot of people that got zero. I mean, when I say cut, zero screen time, nothing. So I got that little blip that I go, okay, I know that's me because I know where I was standing, and I know what I was wearing, and that blur is me. But I had a scene. I had a scene with one of the primary extras and now you threw it away. Oh my God. And so Kurt, I can't tell you if the show's good or not. Cause I'm so butthurt over this. I'm having a hard time enjoying it right now. For all we know that blurs cookie monster. <laughs> so that's my echo story. That's the business people. I mean, it is what it is, but I'm like, man, I had a name. Well, okay. Not a named role and it wouldn't have been credited, but an assigned role in a assigned scene. And by the way, as you notice, Kurt, there is no conductor. There is no driving right. the train. So they just went, well, if he's out, we don't even need to bother with it. Cause I guess because they were, they wasted so much time and money. Now I will say they used 90% of what they shot with the train action stuff. Sure. But like I said, they didn't use 90% of the people that were sitting there waiting and all that two days for that. What I, I took to describe probably 10 minutes is yeah. what a 40 second scene. Yeah. And we spent 
just tons of money. So yeah, I'm just glad. I will say my happy spot is they did not replace me with the the arrogant guy who thought he was had my job. But yeah, so. Well, and, and I mean, to be fair, when when you're looking at a train scene like that, you can presume that the audience is going to go, yeah, somebody's driving the train. Uh, we don't need to actually show them because that's yeah. just stupid otherwise. Um, so, but, you know. Well, and, and, and this is the first role I got that was photo picked. Um, so they literally, I was, I mean, I was so excited and so happy. Like you, it wasn't just a, Hey, we need some people. We don't care what size or height or race or color they are. We just need people, which I've gotten those jobs. It wasn't the, Hey, we need biker types. Cause I've gotten those jobs. It was, yeah, thank you. Random kid. They liked my face. They liked it. I mean, I didn't change them. They didn't change my hair. They didn't change anything. They picked me and I just I felt special. I felt special for a minute. And then he's like, no, you ain't buddy. No, you ain't. So yeah. Uh, We think you're special. Well, I appreciate (laughs) that. Mike roll that dice. (laughs) Stay tuned for this commercial break. Oh, good call, Joe, because that was a good ramble. We all need to kind of breathe for a second, (laughs) get our centers back put together. So Kurt, Patreon.com slash wise and nerdy. If you want to meet the youngest members of this show, come to see us at Chattacon, 4 p.m. For Wise and Ernie, where you'll get the two young, awesome kids going, Shut <laughs> Oh, yeah. Call your dad. Wiseandnerdy.com slash call dad. Come on. Hit us up. We are the Council of Dads. We want to hear your voice. We want to interact with you. And we want to uh, have you come join our Discord. And that can be found at Linktree. Uh, slash wise underscore n underscore nerdy. Uh, we'd like to have you do all of that and come play with us. I feel better after that uh, that walkabout that I just took. I, I calmed down a little bit. We're all good here. Uh, so <laughs> I just saw our private chat. You, you guys, you guys, it's so funny. Hey Joe, roll the dice, baby. Roll them bones. Isn't that what random kid said? I'm, I'm getting repeats here. All repeats. All right. There we go. What do you love? Which is what do you think about? All right. Uh, are we doing two? Are you trying to override? What, what the deal? I didn't put anything there. Okay. So I did. I you did. Say I don't participate. So All I put right. it in there. So we got two. We got two. What do you think about? Because I, I still want to get the story from Joe, but I, I like this. Hey, Kurt, what do you what? think about pickle or pickle? <laughs> oh, I get gross. it. I get it. Hold on. What do you think about pickle Oreos? I think they sound like crap. Is, oh, thank God you didn't eat them. Is oh, this an I'm so actual glad. thing? Oh. So I thought it was one of those fake Oreo flavors that people put up, but, um, and there was a comma, but um, 
apparently it's real and I'm not tasting them. No, sir. Look, under the best circumstances, good chocolate and a good pickle, you're not eating them together. This cannot be a good chocolate flavor nor a good pickle flavor. As a paramedic who has actually delivered three or four kids in the field and taken many a pregnant woman to the hospital. Why didn't you use the hospital? Because I, I would have, I would have absolutely used the hospital. They chose otherwise. They woke they up and chose violence feeling. that morning. Uh, okay. Look, just like Disney picked me, sometimes these mamas pick me. What can I say? Um, but they just want you for your face. Out of all the, <laughs> out of all the cravings I've heard, yeah, pickle juice is one of them. It has to do with. Um, uh, I forget. There's something in pickle juice that the body craves that is there. Pickles and, and no, Joe. No, Joe. No. Both of y'all are interchangeable. You're interchangeable right now with all these bad jokes. You're just a blur to me of horrible people I hate dealing with. But (laughs) um, and Oreos, you know, chocolate. I've definitely heard that crazy, but never together, Kurt. Never together. Yeah. I mean, I've heard pickles and ice cream together. No thanks. But again, I I like pickles. I like I, pickles I'm too. I'm okay with Oreos. Oreos are not the best cookie. But but together, how can that be good? Yeah. I, I'm with you. So I mean, they didn't they do like a Thanksgiving dinner flavor as well? There's a lot of Oreo that flavors might even I will be not better. try. That might even be better. Maybe. Because you got a little savory thing going oh, on there. Hey, but. we got our first merchandise a pitch from a fan. <laughs> Quote, I like pickles, Kurt. And turtles. I need that t-shirt. <laughs> oh, I like pickles and turtles, says the Kurt. Uh, so random kids. Sorry, Joe. Get on designing the pickles and turtle shirt for us. The so you pickles fit, and you guys, turtle shirt. You still got to get my get my face for the logo. Where? Yeah, I know. You know what? Well, uh, we need to get with, uh, is it civilian needs, on base? Who needs pickle Rick? You want to get pickle Kurt? Yeah, <laughs> but Joe, uh, was it? Uh, I don't think it. I don't think I said it right. Uh, I don't think it was civilian. Who has the the Schmier pack? Uh, uh, that is civilian. Is civilian, it? and maybe civilian can help us get Kurt's face into the logo, and uh, maybe help design the I like pickles and turtles shirt. Uh, so I we'll, like we'll pickles out. and we'll turtles. See, see, so you get a you yeah. get a, a it is a, civilian a shot of me right in right. whatever the right style is. But paint my face like the I like turtles kid. Only make it green. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I get where you're going. And Iron Will, Iron Will. I mean, no, dude. I so apologize. It was October. We were trying to get together because Iron Will had some great ideas on marketing and 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 pushing and and this and, that. and it just didn't line up with time. But I really want to sit down with Iron Will and hear out the ideas and those kind of things. So. Uh, but yeah, I think, uh, I don't know if Iron will. Hey, let me just put it out to everybody. If you like designing things, if you can draw, you see our logo, you see the style of it. It's essentially AI shoot. It's right. For some reason, they're not. Well, I'll be honest, Kurt. I haven't played with the newest photos, but the first photo, they were not. AI was not, not playing nice close. with Kurt. Not it even was close. Not. It wasn't. So, yeah. you know, both Joe and I have our, our anime avatars that are basically almost real life versions of anime that could be us type of deal. It is so close that, that people who didn't know what the show were show was saw my Jersey at dragon con. Went, is that you? Well, yeah, it's me on there. So we just need Kurt to join us in that logo. And then of course we need that, that thing, but Joe, 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 what do you think about 
launching an update that breaks the system. Oh, sigh. So this past week uh, uh, at work, another team put in an update and it brought down the systems for was it your former team? Cause that was so juicy. And t- well, it wasn't my former team, but they right. were impacted too. Um, Not and as so, juicy. so they, they put in a change that impacted our, um, SSO single sign on. Um, and so for those that, that aren't in the tech field or don't know what that is, it's, you log into your computer and then the single sign on uses those credentials that you logged in with to your computer to log you into various applications. Um, and so when the single sign on broke, a ton of our stuff didn't work because they depended on that for authentication. Now, and is this, is this an internal thing or external? Like is it public facing a little bit of both actually. Okay. Um, so like my previous team, that was all internal. Um, but teams were impacted across the board, whether they were internal facing or external facing. And, uh, and so it took us most of the day and the next day, two days to figure stuff, figure everything out. Luckily we got, we got production, the production environment running that first day within a few hours. It was actually our test you know, if, if any environment had to be stubborn, we're happy that it was test, but it was being very stubborn. Um, and at least I, I had PTO today and I have PTO tomorrow for Chaticon. Um, but even as of yesterday, it wasn't fully working, but it was working enough that uh, people who depended on de- were depending on tests to be up for their own stuff um, were fine. Um, but yeah, it was a pain. And during that, in addition to the SSO being down, um, one of the other teams that handles load balancing between multiple servers, the Netscaler team, they accidentally turned all of their stuff on as if it was the disaster recovery environment instead of our normal production environment. And so it was just everyone was having issues and it, it was it was. Yeah. <laughs> I got into a couple of meetings and they were like, I'm kind of surprised you're still having this meeting. Cause, uh, everything's kind of, a a, a brown fan right now. <laughs> <laughs> I believe, uh, cause so, uh, Joe and I, uh, and we do invite Kurt, but he, he's, he, there's definitely nights he's busy and he, he's doing things, but the first Tuesday of each month, Joe and I intend on getting together and playing video games and hanging out and, and talking. And just you know, hey, come play. We've had people come play games with it. We've done the Jackbox games. We wait. We, nobody told me this. <laughs> I thought you were gonna fire him, Joe. Uh, so uh, Portal, we play Portal, which actually we're gonna get back. <laughs> we're gonna get back into Portal because uh, there's a, there's a fan made expansion pack there. I'm gonna throw up. Stop. You're you're moving the screen too many times. <laughs> um, uh, so that's two for me, by the way. For those who are sensitive to to uh, the the vomit sounds or talking about it, well, that's three for me now. So I apologize. Kind of. It's kind of funny though. Um, but anyway, 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 we were talking about doing a game this past Tuesday because uh, 
I didn't have anything scheduled for Dragon Con, which is what I normally do on the second and third, or second and fourth Tuesdays of each month. Which I'll announce a change to that here shortly. Uh, and Joe's like, we we're going to do it, but then he was like, yeah, I don't think I can because of this going on. Right, you were still working, you were tired. Yep. But I believe in that conversation. You said that uh, something about two forty-five a.m. I thought uh, came out of your mouth. Yeah, the problem started at two forty-five a.m. On Tuesday, luckily with my new team, I'm not on the on-call rotation just yet. So, uh, yeah, I was very happy to uh, be excluded from the early morning stuff. But, yeah, we were working until a little after 8 p.m. that night, still trying to figure it out. And then at that point, my boss is like, look, this is this is test. We'll figure it out tomorrow. Um, cause if it had been production, we would have obviously had to keep working. Um, but yeah, so then the next, the next day come, I got to work for about an hour and a half on my own projects. And then it was, Hey, everyone join this call and let's see if we can figure out test. And for the rest of, of yesterday, we were on a call. Um, we took, we took a break for lunch and then we came right back to it and yeah we were just trying to figure out what the problem was so that's rough i've i've been there (laughs) it's it's not fun and and with my new position i have a work phone now and it's connected to teams and so i didn't i'm on pto i'm not looking at it but it it was going off up until 7 p.m tonight so i I doubt that it's fully working still. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's, that's, uh, it's part well, of the job, the but test environment. I mean, test environment is the big deal, right? The, the <laughs> fact, the fact that it was in the test environment. Yes. That was uh, a godsend right there. Oh, dead baby turtle. I love it. Yep. Did you, did you read that comment, Charles? That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, oh, Kurt is back. Finally, some wise to go with Joe's nerdy. Charles must be the end. No reason to give him an hard time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a nope for me, dog. Oh. I, I'm the end for sure. It's not very hard to make those jokes. Ooh. <laughs> Uh, roll it (laughs) Uh, I think we've already done that one which one haven't we done number three and six all right you know what you should add dad jokes (laughs) you fools started the show off with one You've been doing bad puns throughout the night. Why? What have I done? I've only brought you both fame and success and happiness. Why do you hate me so much? <laughs> we we love you, Charles. And especially old man Tup, who is here, here in the chat with us, uh, says, my wife told me I've grown as a person. Her exact words were, you've gotten fat, but I knew what she meant. <laughs> Uh, all right, the way you delivered that one, that it was a it was a bad joke. I would necessarily say it's a bad dad joke, but you delivered it well. It, you, you, your love of that joke was 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 funny. It, it was so good. Uh, 
<laughs> oh. Roll a dice. dice. <laughs> we only have one left. How many times do you want me to keep rolling until we get to it? Well, until you learn your lesson. Let daddy decide. <laughs> yeah. Until you learn your lesson of how about you roll like Yahtzee? You roll four or five dice at once and find the one that comes up that you haven't done yet. All right. So how do I parent my kids versus how I was parented? Which is a great topic that I believe Joe brought up. I did. I did indeed. Because I was thinking the other day about how much roaming I did as a kid. Um, you know, just all over the place and how little roaming kids do these days, just in general. Like uh, I've even heard stories of people who, you know, let their kids, what, what did they call them? Free, free roam. Isn't that, isn't that the term for chickens? Free roam chickens. Free range. They call free, free, range. Roam, free range. Free range. Free, yeah. They call them free range kids where uh, people called the police on them because they, their kids were out and about without them. And so they got they got uh, the police called on them because of, of child neglect or something. And so it, it Look, just we're, it we're me. All, well, me and you're Gen X. I'm not sure if you're at the high end of Gen X, Kurt, or if you're a little bit of the boomers. I'm definitely Gen X, but I, but I will yeah. say I'm on I'm on the beginning of Gen X. Like I I'm two years away from being a boomer. Like I so I'm like yeah yeah, yeah. right right and there. It, it, yeah. Every time they reanalyze it, uh, I'm a I think I'm actually a Zennial with with the X. So I'm at yeah. that Gen X millennial. I mean it's whatever. But the point I bring up is every every generation does have a little bit of a universal characteristic to it, and no. You butt faces and we're like, millennials don't want to work. No, 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 no. That ain't not what I'm talking about. But with Gen X, we handled our business. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing was, my parents were telling me, as I'm sure Joe, you heard it. I'm sure Kurt, you probably heard it. As many people who listen to us have heard it. Come home when what happens? What time do you come, come on? on? There you yep. go. When the streetlights <laughs> come on. And if yep. you're in the country, when you can't hardly or see when the it gets sun. Dark. Exactly. Yeah. Or when it gets dark. As, yeah. as yeah. it's getting, well, mine was as it's getting dark. Because if it's dark, I'm late and I'm in trouble. Um, yeah. <laughs> and the neighbors all knew who you were, whether they had kids or not. And they'd tell you, and every neighbor could yell at you. And it depends on where you live. I grew up in the South. Every neighbor within reason could hit you if you got out of line. <laughs> Smack you upside the head. So we handled our business. It really explains a lot about Charles, actually. He probably got smacked upside the head a lot. Yeah. Well, he he probably got smacked real hard. You are no, no, sir. You are way too hard for that. You know what? All right, dead baby turtle. We're going to do this. You're only going to get to roll one dice, Joe. It's a D20, but you've got to mentally do the math fast to figure out which one it it gets to. That's all I'm saying. So, um... (laughs) Uh, oh, hey, this is to the topic, Dead Baby Turtles. <laughs> this is a funny name to read out as we're talking about something here. We have a show in Australia that I found fascinating where they compared different parenting styles. The discipline styles never had the best results, which I can hmm. agree with. But so you all, all. OK, Kurt, what, 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 what? Well, I, I don't agree with that. And right. so so because discipline styles is way too broad. OK, um, I, will, I will. I will tell you that I disciplined my kids pretty strictly compared to their friends. Now, all that means is my kids had rules and there were consequences if they broke the rules. Did yep. not mean I laid a hand on my kids. 
I uh, in, in, in fact, because of the way I was raised, I, I, I said I was not going to do that because um, uh-huh. I was spanked as a kid and there was a belt, a belt hanging in the kitchen for, for the fear factor when I was a kid. Um, <clears throat> I was also made to sit in the middle of the kitchen, wait until your father gets home type of situation oh, after bed. To, like, and my so dad much. worked until like 11 o'clock at night. And so waiting in the kitchen for him to get home <coughs> was a, was a big problem. So, so I said, I'm just going to handle things differently. I think there is a real necessity for parental fear. And by, by what I mean by that is because kids don't know what respect is. They don't know anything because they're kids. Them. Right. So, they know that they need to fear, frankly, adults, but certainly their parents. Not because they're afraid that they're going to get hurt, but because they're bigger than they are <laughs> and they're the ones in charge. So um, what, I, what I ended up, the way I ended up raising my kids was very different from my parents. My parents would yell and scream until we complied. I said, I'm not yelling i'm just not gonna do that all right and i opted not to and if i needed to and i honestly if i could count the amount of times i yelled at my kids it might be on one hand and it might be half of that and if i needed to it meant something versus just being the way that you communicate which is the which is the way my parents were they would they would yell and that's just kind of like the de facto <clears throat> and that yeah. and that loses it loses its umph if you're yelling I, all the time I, I knew i was screwed when my dad started cursing <laughs> so because yep. i mean he he yelled plenty um and i knew i would be in trouble when he was yelling but when he started cursing i was like uh-oh yeah. uh i'm I'm in for a big punishment. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and then my mom, she went, she went the utensil route. She often grabbed a wooden spoon to spank me with. Yep. Yeah. We, I didn't really have that. I mean, I had spankings, but I never, never got that. Um, I will tell you that the one time I was like 13, 14 years old. And the one time where I think my mom went to slap me in the face because I said something stupid. I was like being a smart ass. Oh, bleep, whatever. Um, <clears throat> and and I, I absolutely deserved something. And and she swung at me and I blocked it. <laughs> I have never ah, seen the opposite ah. hand come around so fast. Um, she literally, without missing a beat, the, uh, the other hand came around. I, I, I didn't even see it coming. It was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> but I deserved it because I was being a little jerk. Um, but, yeah, I, I just I, I don't I didn't do that with my kids. And what ended up happening is I had a bunch of parents, including my sister, saying. How do you get your kids to behave? And I said, because I tell them no. Yeah. <laughs> yep. What about you, Joe? I mean, you, you know, I know you don't really curse. Uh, you really don't. Uh, and, and so how different is it for you to have been raising your kids? When did, how do they know they're in big trouble? 
Uh, it, it varies. I've tried so many different things. And so like, I don't have any one style per se. Um, so I, I have spanked my kids and especially like, like when they're even they're younger, like my four year old, my spankings of him is just a little tap, but I, I express what you're doing is not acceptable. And then a little tap and he, he gets all, he's not hurt, but he gets all emotional. Uh, you spanked me. Um, and we, we have a discussion about, about his, his behavior. And at four year old, four years old, there's only so much that we can do to, to teach him behavior. It, he's four. He's, he's still very much growing and learning. Um, you know, I expect more out of my say 11 year old, but even then there's still, kids um and so i most of the time it's taking away privileges is what we do so whatever video game that they're currently obsessed with hey i don't like what you're doing here you lose that that game for tomorrow um and so it doesn't take away like every single game but that's the game that they really want to play and so it still has an impact uh, and, and some people are gonna be like, well, that's, that's too light, whatever. But you know, it, every kid is different and, and every, every family is different. And so you just got to find what works for your family. Right. Yeah. So, um, so, okay. When, when he said discipline, I read into it, the violence, right. Uh, uh, mm. the baby, you know, so you're right. There's, there's. So many different ways to discipline. And really what we're talking about sounds like is consequences. I've tried to teach my kids there's consequences to every choice. There can be good consequences. Like if you choose to clean your room, you're getting, you know, whatever, not whatever you want, but like, hey, when you do favor. And when you are in favor, that means, hey, when you ask us to get you that thing at the dollar store, you know what? You've been a good kid. I'm going to take care of you. You know, that's a good consequence. Bad consequence is if I got to come and sit and watch you, I'm going to make your life miserable kind of deal. Uh, and that's why I ran into it. And I was raised with the holy rod of God. And uh, you guys might be old enough to remember, because I don't think they do sell it anymore. You remember a paddle ball for the beach? Big, yeah. round, like yeah. bigger than a tennis racket, wooden paddles. That's what I got spanked with. Have you ever been to Six Flags to Thunder River? No. So Google uh, uh, the Thunder River paddle for... Um, a souvenir. It's probably from the eighties or nineties. If they don't still sell it, it's a thi- It's supposed to be this, this big wooden paddle that you get for thunder river, which is this, you don't paddle at all in thunder river, but it's going to rapids. So you'd buy it in the store. Well, uh, uh, my, somebody given my parents one, or my dad bought one. I don't remember. And I got spanked with that too. In fact, if you've been to my house, you've seen it because at some point <laughs> when I was at my grandparents' house, my mom broke it on me. Cause she'd used it so much over the years, over the years. And my grandfather hated that. And so when she went the way he dug it out of the trash and kept it and wrote on it. Cause he, he basically wrote that I was so tough. I broke the paddle and put it and it's in a shadow box <laughs> in my living room. Now I have it mounted on the wall. Cause I never knew he kept it until, um, towards the end of his life, he presented it with me to me. Um, anyway, very strict family, very, very disciplined family. And, Truth be told, I started off that way with my kids, and it did not get any effects that I wanted. It achieved fear and anger, 
And I was like, I, I'm done. And and unfortunately, only my for 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 my kids. Unfortunately, they did get some spankings. Uh, the first two, second two, never did. And so, uh, and I've had to have talks about why and this and the other. But how how I, I think we all try to parent somewhat differently if we really think about it than our parents did, and yeah. have some measure of success with the change and some failures as well. Uh, but I, I, I've <laughs> this kind of goes with my leadership style at work as well. I go full mobster on them. I'm like, I'm going to find the thing they love. I'm going to get them hooked on something they really, really love. So you have <laughs> something to take away because if they don't respect you. They'll fear you. And, and no, 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 don't take this daddy. You should have done what I told you to. Um, because love is a great motivator, but it's not the only motivator. Uh, so, I try to do that. I try to, or like with Ryland, he doesn't like to go out with the family a lot. He's at that teenage. I mean, I was there too. You, you have your tablet, you have your games, whatever. You like your your space. You're moody teenager. He's almost. You have your shed that you sleep in, they, right? Well, yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I would have killed for a shed when I was that age. No kidding. I would have killed for a yes. shed like that. Yeah, we would have called. I would have found house. a way to lock it too, and and nobody can get in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So uh, uh, I make him go to work with me. Uh, both my boys were that way. They kind of want to be isolated. They didn't want to go out. So whenever they really got in trouble, for the next week, you're riding with me. When I'm up, you're up. Get in the car. We're going to work. And you're going to do your school. And after that hour or two, because they do homeschool on their tablets. So after that hour or two max that it takes for them to get their school done, I don't work eight-hour days. I put in close to 10 hours every day that I work with drive time and everything. So they got another eight hours to kill with nothing good to do because as exciting as it might sound to be in the EMS station, we're not 911 and there's not a whole lot of old firefighters trying to spoil you sitting around. Um, so yeah, that's, that's how I do it. But honestly, it was encouraging. Well, okay. I'll tell you, I want to throw this out to you. What? Well, y'all reading something I missed. Nope. What's what's spooling you? Did yeah. you mean spooting you? Spoiling. Spoil. Joe, you grew up in the South. I don't want to hear it from you. Spool. Spool. Yeah. <laughs> so I, let the adults. I, I, I tried Kurt. to stop them. Thank you. See, I appreciate you, Kurt. This is yeah, why I every week, yeah. every week. I, I got you. I know you do. I know you do. Oh, Joe even broke the layout. Come on, man. You're killing me. Yeah. You're um, welcome. So you know, te technology's hard. <laughs> So I want to throw this out to you guys to see what you think about changing from your parents. I know my stop it right up again. I know <laughs> actually before I get to this, I want to, I want to throw this out. We've got a lot of great chat. I mean, this is some good chat here. So I'm going to go through. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Go away. Um, okay. So uh, he says, maybe I should clarify his physical discipline. That's what that baby turtle is talking about. Random kid says discipline is too often associated with beating. And and yeah, we just kind of cover. You're right. That's exactly what I associate with it. But Kurt, you really changed that uh, thought process there. Uh, parents often need to use a wide variety of tools to raise their kids. Yes, they do. Uh, you're, <laughs> ah, see, this is where I'm going to. I'm going to hold that one. I'm going to hold that one. Come back to it. Cause that's going to be my transition one. Uh, swear jar moments for Kurt. Uh, my wife. Okay, here we go. Dead baby turtle. My wife had parents that would smack, but out of anger, which is so much worse. And let me tell you something. You can sit here and go, no, I'm disciplining them because it's the Bible. I'm disciplining because I believe in it, whatever. In my case, 
Unless you see, here's my problem. I don't want to get away from the moment. Especially the older they are, you can go, Hey, you remember three days ago when you did this thing and they know they did it. But when they're young, like your kids, Joe, your four-year-old is not going to remember what they did an hour ago. So you need to yep. hone the moment. But I'm telling you, at least from my standpoint, if I'm going to spank you, typically I'm angry because you pushed me to that point. And that's where I saw it. I was like there for me, there was no separating anger and discipline. You got to, you have to, that's why I chose a different route of discipline. But dead baby turtle says my parents would give me the wooden spoon, but I felt like I had to hide my wrongdoing. I, yeah, I felt like I had to hide my wrongdoings because even if I admitted wrongdoing, I'd still get punished hours later. Oh man. Top. So I've been blessed with amazing, well-behaved children, but when they have strayed into the area of bad behavior, they knew it when dad voice stern tone came out. Um, in reality, I'm a loud guy. I swear a lot. So if I'm cussing, we're probably having a great time. If I'm yelling, I'm just telling you to, to stop it, right? Come, just a warning. Yes, yeah, I'm the tornado warning. Right? Rah, rah. I mean, that's me. But when I go, yeah. all right, you need to sit down, and we're about to talk. Then they know this is not a great day. Uh, yeah, I probably yell more often than I ought to, but. I don't generally yell until I've already told them to do something like three or four times. Oh. And then it's like, sure. Get your butt off the couch. Stop playing yeah. the game and get over here. It's time for dinner. Yeah. Or, you know, something like that. Exactly. I, I, and uh, uh, some people in my circles call it parent Tourette's because uh, we'll be talking after hours. So they're home with their kids and I'll do it too. And we'll just be in the middle of something in here. Hey, get off of that. Sorry, I got parent Tourette's. You were saying, you know, <laughs> and like, yeah, no, I get it. Sometimes you just got to give a quick, don't do that. Dead baby turtle says, that's the same with me. We don't smack, we teach, and it's never okay to smack anyone. But just because I don't smack doesn't mean I'm not respected. Now, I will I will say, uh, we can put this for another show, I think, uh, talking about teaching people not to hit. We should put that in the notes for another episode because uh, I definitely taught my kids there's a time and a place to choose violence, but you better be ready for the consequences. And we, I think it would be a great discussion to have. Uh, okay, so I want to come back to this comment uh, your kids should not be responsible for your emotions. So here's the biggest change I made in my life from my what I interpreted from my parents. That's really what we did. We perceived what they were going through. We accepted messages maybe they didn't never intended to give us. And the things that, you know, I, we all had a moment in our life, like to our parents, you remember when you did this and it, it scarred me for 20 years? And they're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I changed how I felt about my kids and how really not felt about them, but how I allowed them to, how I chose my emotions based on them. If that makes sense, the whole, what you do reflects on me, get rid of that. Um, Hey, I want you to be protected and safe in this world versus do what I freaking tell you to. Those are the things I changed. I took out the, how I felt about it versus what I wanted for them. Did you guys do something similar? Uh, yeah, actually, I, I really like what random kid just put in there. Yes. Go ahead. Uh, too many people match their kids energy instead of being the adult. Oh, no question. Um, no question. Yeah. 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 Kids, kids are kids. They're going to be emotional. Um, you don't, you don't need to be, be matching that energy. You need to be the mature one in the situation and and just like dead baby turtle said don't let your emotions 
determine your reaction to your kids. You need to to think things through uh, unless that emotion is love. Ah, yeah. So silliness, but, love, fun, yes. the positives. Yes. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. You, the, your emotional state should not have a negative impact on your kids. Right. I, I think the, though, that like kind of the, the th- one of the things that Charles was talking about in terms of, um, the perspective of why you do anything with your kids. Um, I don't, I don't necessarily think that, you know, I think, I, I think because I said so is a good reason. Yeah. yeah it's good enough for a specific age group. It's, it's primarily for a specific age group or because specific be, moments as well. Uh, oh, sure. Sure. Fine. Fine. But, but even because once the kids get a little older and they can actually start thinking, then you can start saying, don't do this because you're going to get a shock by sticking the fork in the outlet, (laughs) you know, versus when they're younger, you go, don't do that. And you shock them into the point of not doing that. You know, you, they don't have to burn their hands on the stove. They just have to not burn their hands. Right. It's just (laughs) like you, you, you get them out of that situation. But, but I think that, um, not matching the energy is huge because I I've seen so many parents and my wife did it. My wife did, would do I it on it. occasion. I did it a lot. Yep. Yep. And, and I, and I refused. And part of that frankly was because I had the advantage of being at, being the guy that was going to work every day. So, so, so I wasn't there to get sucked into that energy. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, so yeah. that's why, but it ended up working. And I think I may have told this before. And if I have, I apologize. I'd come home from work and we'd always have dinner together. And my wife would say, Hey, uh, I was trying to get the kids to, to clean their room and they kept arguing with me and I'm, and not in front of her, but I would just aside later, I would say, why are you arguing with the kids? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and she'd be like, "Well, they wouldn't do this." And I said, "But you're the parent. Like, there's no, there's yeah. no choice. Like, there's no arguing." And so now I know, in hindsight, that that might have been a little naive of me for not understanding what she goes through during the day. But the advantage to that, to my thinking, was I we'd be at dinner. And I would be sitting there and we'd be eating. I go, so uh, your mother tells me that you were giving her a hard time about cleaning your rooms. And they would go, yeah. And then, you know, cause they knew they were in trouble at that point. They would go, yeah. And then I'd look at them and just go. For the podcast listeners, he's giving a good yeah, dad stare. I'm, I'm, I'm getting a dad stare and <laughs> <Yeah>. they go, <laughs> and without me saying anything, they'd go, okay. And I'd say, you can do that now. Yeah. And, and, and they would, they would go do it. And, and because there was no choice, right. There was no, there was no arguing and because I wasn't giving the energy that there was a place to argue, <laughs> Yeah, but that's hard. It, it, it's yeah. not easy. It's yeah. not easy. It just, it just hard. And, and frankly, if I hadn't been working as a manager for a number of years before I had kids, I probably would have treated it differently. I don't know. 
But like when I give people assignments at work, I, I don't go. Now, you know, you got to get this done <laughs> um, because no, you just do your work. Just do your work. And that, and that's, I brought a little bit of that home. Now I was quick to praise the kids when they did a good job with stuff. Cause that's huge. That, that, that does more for kids than people realize because mm-hmm. they go, Oh, like I did good. So his, his, his attitude gets better when I do good. And, 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 you know, aside from the fact they need to understand what good, good versus bad is and all that, all that stuff. But um, that positive reinforcement can be huge. It can be huge. So, and then the other thing I tried to do, and I'm not always successful and I still try to do it is I try to praise behavior, not function. And gotcha. what I mean by that is, um, let's say my daughter uh, put away the dishes for a week. I would say, man, you know what I really love about uh, about the w- the way you've been lately is you've you've taken such and done such a great job being responsible for making sure things are are set right. Like the dishes were, were it, that that's a great example of just the kind of person that you are. And I love that about you yeah. versus good job picking up the dishes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I learned something psychologically about uh, uh, kids. They did a study. I came across it somewhere in there. I don't know, but basically two groups of kids, uh, it's about studying and doing work in school, but two groups of kids, one group was told, you can do anything. Great job. Great job. You, you, and the, the high learners in that group, the, the return on effort started dropping. Yep. Right. But the other group of kids that said, great effort, keep up the effort. You're putting in a good job. You're, you're doing the work and you, you can, you know, keep it up. They kept the higher studied grades in there. Yep. And I once I learned that it was like this last calendar year. I heard about that. I've been mm-hmm. trying and it has two different levels. It has pretty good effects when I've been dealing with my kids. Like I used to be on about, you gotta be on your grades. You gotta just, cause I do believe now I have been tested. I am borderline genius. And I only say that to say, I can see it in all my kids. Every problem they've had in school has been a mental attitude problem, not because they couldn't grasp material. They are probably borderline geniuses. They're very smart. They can do just about anything they want. They can learn just about anything they want. And I used to really hammer them on that. It's like, you show me you're smart. Now, I do use that as a consequence. It's like, no, you, <laughs> once they do the fighting and they get past the fighting and then they get it and they're like super great at it, like, yeah, you done messed up, eh, Aaron, because you just proved my point. You proved you can do it. But I took that tactic of, come on, you can put the work. I know it's tough. You can put the work in. Let me help you do the work. That changed their mental attitudes for school, and they they kept their grades up after that. Uh, I want to touch on what you said, Kurt, about coming home and talking to the kids after after the wife thing. Now, uh, based on Old Man Tup, too. Old Man Tup says, my kids' mom and I express our emotions and parental authority to our children differently. And even though we have different methodology, we've always parented on a unified front. I think that is absolutely key in a relationship. So my kids were nurtured and supported in a variety of ways, depending on the needs they had at the time. Same in my house uh, to a certain point. Um, uh, I, I don't want to go into all that, but you're talking about coming home from work. I would, uh, for a 
period of time, I either worked uh, upstairs above the garage or I worked down in the basement working from home, depending on which house it was. And I would come up. Now, especially in the basement, I could hear her yelling at the kids. She would text me stuff. All right, come up to get lunch. And she's fussing out about things. But I would spend eight, nine hours down in the basement doing my work. And I'd come up. And the first time they did something, I would instantly go into yell mode and scream at her. She would get so mad at me, which I didn't understand. And here was the thing she would say to me. It's like, you, you, you just come up here and all you do is shut the kids. And yeah, I'm using that voice because she was wrong. And so I'm mocking her a little bit. But it's like, you just yell at the kids. And you're like, do you think I'm an idiot? Do you think I can't hear you all day yelling at the kids? It doesn't start over because I came up all of a sudden and I haven't been here all day. I know there's been trouble. What do you want me to do? Let them do it three or four more times after you told them 15 times to stop? Because all, I haven't been here all day? No, you feel guilty. And this is the point I really want to get to. Sorry about the emotions. It triggers me a little bit. But the reality <laughs> was I told her in a harsh way, unfortunately, I wish I could. There's much in my 23-year marriage I wish I had been able to say differently. But we've survived it through it, and we've grown tougher because of it together. But I told her, I was like, you feel bad for feeling bad. Because you didn't get the results you wanted from the kids. And when I came up and matched your energy, it, it made you feel worse because you want what I want, which is just to have them freaking behave. And what you're really hoping for is for me to do different. But have you met me? I'm not the different one. You are. Stop yelling like me. Let me do the yelling because that's my thing. You do your thing. So, yeah. It, it, it was stop it, random kid. Stop it. Okay, everybody at home, he made a bad joke. It's a bad pun. I'm not reading it. So, uh, but I did want to touch on that, and and we're, I know we got to wrap up here, and it's a great conversation. Um, but I think the biggest takeaway I'm having from this conversation with you guys is it's really hard to be a parent. <laughs> and that's the show, folks. <laughs> Follow these nerdy dads on social media. Charles at Rock God of Podcasting. Joe at Joseph underscore Ard. Check out the website, wiseandnerdy.com. Wait for As it. always, they may not be your father, but they'll always be your daddy. Heard it feel like her. Follow me everywhere. You boys sit here online. You wait till your daddy comes home. <laughs> <laughs>